So here we are, week 19 in my unbroken streak of rambling. Uh, yeah, Reese Rambles episode 19. How surprising is that? Uh, perhaps, well, you, you should be surprised. It's uh, I think I've done well to stick at it for uh, all these weeks in a row and not miss a single episode. If I do say so myself, I don't want to jinx myself. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to an event this weekend, which I'll talk a little bit more about towards the end of this ramble. So hopefully I survive that and make it through to episode 20. And I guess maybe I should do something special for that? I don't really know. Uh, I haven't thought that far ahead. And speaking of uh, not thinking too far ahead, um, I just uh, I was really surprised at the the kind of the positive reaction to last week's ramble. And I, I know I probably shouldn't say this, um, but I'm going to say it anyway, because uh, that's what I do. Um, you know, going into that one, I really liked the concept of uh, kind of talking about how important it's been to me uh, as, as someone with a YouTube channel to take inspiration from stuff that's kind of outside my usual sort of community and, and sphere of influence. And there's some channels in there that I've been wanting to talk about for quite a while and that... Um, you know, if, if you've ever sort of spoken to me uh, online about YouTubing stuff, I probably would have mentioned at least one of them to you at some point or other and said, hey, you should check out this channel. So I wanted to kind of put that out as a wider thing. But I do think that um, perhaps I probably probably uh, should have put a little bit more preparation into that and, and kind of uh, thought of some more specific examples of, of videos and things from those channels that had inspired me and, and how they'd inspired my own kind of videos, just to give it a, a bit more of a, a personal connection. Um, I, I was just kind of thinking as I was editing it that um, maybe I should drop the whole thing and, and leave it for another time, particularly as I'd committed to um, showing like video clips of those channels. And that actually ended up being a lot more work than I expected it to be. Um, you know, I was going to grab some of those videos and kind of show them, but in the end, I just did some screen capture. Um, but even that ended up taking, you know, a good few hours just to go through and sort of find examples of videos that I wanted to show people that I thought were good examples uh, from those channels and, uh, you know, record those clips and then kind of splice them all together in Resolve. But there you go. I won't uh, I won't be committing to that again for a while. Um, so this is a, a predominantly or a uh, pretty much uh, entirely audio offering this week. But thank you very much for your uh, reaction to that episode. Um, I had some great suggestions from people in the comments and also on Discord and stuff from, uh, you know, regular listeners for other channels that they enjoy. And uh, yeah, I've been checking some of those out and I think some of those are going to be going into my regular rotation as well. So that's very much appreciated. Uh, thank you very much. And just another, uh, just another update really to do with previous rambles, and that's the solar videos. Obviously, it's been a couple of weeks since I took the solar videos down or made them private, and um, yeah, it, it has had an impact on my channel. Uh, I think that's now become apparent, uh, very clearly apparent, what effect that's going to have going forwards longer term. Um, now looking at my analytics and stuff, so there was a period in kind of May time. Um, April, May time, when my channel was getting uh, about 1,500 views in a typical day, uh, 1,000 to 1,500, something like that. That's around where it peaked. Uh, and we're talking between video releases here because um, I'll release a video and then I'll, I'll pretty much get, you know, <laughs> three or 4,000 views within the next 48 hours. And then it just suddenly dies straight back off again as well, which is a whole different uh, topic for, for conversation. But uh, yeah, just, just kind of poking around my analytics now. And looking at, obviously, the week immediately uh, after taking those videos down, I've been averaging sort of high 500s, um, yeah, high 500s, low 600s uh, sort of daily views. So um, around, I mean, absolute worst case scenario, around a third, but uh, maybe a th kind of a third to a half. And uh, of course, I released that video about the Atari Museum last week. 
which was, uh, I really enjoyed that one. And um, that one has got an excellent response as well. But yeah, poking around, it, it seems my background views have kind of dropped right off to kind of that level and have kind of settled around five to 600 views a day, which uh, I appreciate um, is still good numbers. I'm, you know, I'm still quite happy with that. So uh, still very happy with that decision. I have had a few people track me down. Uh, one person joined my Discord server and um, I don't know if there was a bit of a language barrier there, but they, they were quite blunt about uh, demanding to know where the, uh, <laughs> where the solar videos had gone. Um, and uh, I also had an email from someone. It, it's someone who had emailed me before previously on the topic, um, just saying, oh, it, you know, it looks like your videos have gone. Have they been taken down or, you know, what's the situation? And I, I sent him a reply um, just saying, you know, uh, it's not what I want to focus on. This is a retro computing channel and I, I don't really feel qualified to talk about those. Obviously, this is all stuff that I've been over already. And um, yeah, I never heard back from him. So um, other than that, not really much, not really much feedback on the mysterious disappearance of the solar videos. But it's it still feels like it's been a huge weight off for me. Um, you know, I, I do really feel like it has allowed me to to kind of concentrate on the stuff that I want to concentrate on. And that Atari Museum video as well that went out last week, I was I was really really pleased with the way that that came out. Um, you know, it's a, it's a shame it doesn't have tens of thousands of views on it, but it's a quiet time of year for uh, for as YouTubers. So uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, I was actually thinking off the back of that as well. Um, this was going to be a topic for a little bit later on, but I tell you what, let's do, let's do it now. Um, I was I was thinking off the back of that one as well. Um, you know, what what can I do to kind of promote my channel and, and kind of, you know, I, I have a really fantastic community around my channel. I've got my Discord members, of course, and uh, I've got all, all the regular names that always pop up within the first kind of 24 hours of a, a video going up. And I'm thinking how, how you know, you, you watch videos from a lot of uh, a lot of YouTubers out there and they're, they're quite, um, quite, I don't want to say shameless, but uh, of course it's not. You, you, you've got to play the game. But um, they're quite upfront about asking people to, uh, you know, like and subscribe and share the video and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I don't really do that. Um, you know, if, if a video is going to be part of an ongoing series, I'll say be sure to subscribe so you don't miss uh, future instalments in the series. And I think that's fair enough to say. Um, you know, I, I don't push my Patreon or anything like that. And I've, I've stopped doing sponsored videos as well. And as far as ad go, uh, ads go as well, I mean, the, like the, um, the recent uh, Atari Museum video, again, just as an example, I thought I'd play with the automatic ad placement thing um, and see what YouTube themselves recommended uh, that I should put into that video, which uh, if I just click on it now is a 16-minute video. And uh, it put four ads in there. And I think the first one was in was within like the first two minutes. <laughs> and there was one right at the end, sort of halfway through the outro. And I thought that, you know, as a viewer, as, as someone who's not, uh, you know, not in the fortunate position to be able to pay for premium or, you know, someone watching not logged in or, you know, I don't know, you know, but plenty of people out there who don't use ad blockers and are quite happy to watch the ads on, on YouTube. I mean, personally, I have a premium subscription. Um, but yeah, for someone watching that video, that their experience of that video is going to be absolutely horrendous. You know, adverts just cutting me off mid-sentence and that kind of stuff. And four adverts within a 16 and a half minute video. It's like, whoa, you know, what a, what a shitty user experience. Um, so I, I manually placed one right in the middle of that. When I was editing, there was a, a point that I got to that around around the eight minute mark. I think it's around, well, I think it's around the nine minute mark, actually, about 8.50 something. Um, I, I got to a point where I thought, ah, oh, you know, the, I'm covering kind of multiple items as, as separate things, and there's quite a nice natural break, which is going to be sort of somewhat in the middle. So I'll stick an ad in there, 
you know, it, and as I've said previously, uh, the, the ad revenue from these videos isn't why I do it. Um, the, the pennies that I make from them. Yeah, I might get lucky and have another solar video blow up. And then, of course, having the adverts in there, um, you know, is it, it, very helpful uh, monetarily. But uh, mon yeah, that's a word, isn't it? But by and large, you know, I'd rather not ruin people's viewing experience for the, uh, the, the couple of quid that I'm going to make from the video. But YouTube will push the videos that make it the most money. So you have to play the game if you want, to, uh, if you want the algorithm to uh, push your videos to a wider audience, unfortunately. Uh, and this, this all kind of factors into kind of what, I, what I'm saying, um, you know, getting back on topic. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of creators who, out there who will mobilize their audience and say, you know, share this and, and, and like it and all that kind of stuff. And I don't do that. And I think the reason I don't do that is because if you look at some of the channels that I've mentioned uh, last week, people like Casey Neistat, Van Neistat, um, Abroad in Japan, they, you know, like I said last week, we watch those channels on our TV. And it's not like, it's not, we're not watching YouTube, uh, so to speak. We're watching things that those creators have created, um, you know, entertainment videos kind of things. And when they suddenly stop in the middle of the video to say, oh, you know, if you're enjoying this, please subscribe. I think it, it does it does take away from that experience. It, it suddenly kind of, it breaks that immersion and kind of, um, you know, kind of drags you out of it for a second, out of the kind of the, the video that you've been enjoying and the topic and stuff. And of course you have to do it because if you want the channel to keep growing and expanding, you have to remind viewers to do these things. But I just don't like to do it. Um, you know, I, I don't take offence and get angry when other people do it because I totally understand that it's part of the game and part of the system. But in my own videos, I can choose not to do it, and so I choose not to do it. Same goes for sponsor spots and stuff nowadays as well. Um, I took that I took that decision sort of around the beginning of this year. I know I did the I have done a, a sponsored video with EcoFlow uh, this year, which was obviously off the back of all the solar stuff. Um, but I, I stopped doing the JLC PCB sponsor slots and stuff purely because I couldn't fit fit it in within the narrative of the video um, in a way that was kind of seamlessly integrated and, and that didn't kind of ruin the flow of it all. Um, I think there's nothing worse than when you, you start watching a video and then all of a sudden, you know, it, get, it gets to the middle part and they're like, hey, by the way, you know, let's just take a break for a second to tell you about yada, yada, yada. And it's again, it's kind of that immersion breaking thing. And again, you know, I watch plenty of channels that do it and I totally understand they have to make a living from it. And that's perfectly fine. That's their decision. And I don't really take great offense to it. But um, again, for my own videos, for where my channel is right now, uh, it's just something that I'm choosing not to do. And hopefully something that I, I choose not to do um, going forward as well. Or hopefully I'll be in, in that in that fortunate position, um, you know, like uh, the LGR and the 8-bit guy and, and then people like that who also don't uh, don't don't do that kind of thing. Anyway, I really am rambling now. Oh, just completely off topic. Um, have you have you spotted? Uh, I don't know if there's any fellow Atari Jaguar collectors uh, listening to this, but um, I've had Rayman. Rayman is a, it's a very rare um, kind of later release on the Jag, and it's one of the very very few that I need to complete my collection. I think I think I only, only need like two or three, depending on how you define a complete cartridge release uh, collection on the Jag. Um, I think there's like literally two or three games that I need. And one of them is Rayman. 
Um, there's been so many copies popping up on eBay uh, this, this last couple of weeks. I, I don't really understand. Maybe because of the current sort of global financial situation, there are a lot of people thinking, oh, well, hang on a second, why, why on earth am I sitting on this big pile of Atari Jaguar games that some idiot out there is quite happy to pay loads of money for? Um, and everyone's taken that decision at the same time and decided to uh, just uh, flog them off. Or perhaps something, uh, something else is afoot and there's uh, some uh, slightly dodgy copies that have uh, started to come onto the market. I know uh, in the world of Atari Jaguar collecting, it, it is quite, uh, it is unfortunately quite common that uh, you do come across reproductions and, um, you know, fakes, essentially, uh, being sold as original. But anyway, that's that's completely off topic. I don't even know what that's got to do with anything. But um, yeah, so the, uh, the state of my channel and um, ongoing stuff to do with advertising and promotion and that kind of stuff. And um, I started to have these thoughts, you know, I started to have these, that Jaguar thing was very random, wasn't it? <laughs> I started to have these thoughts. Um, you know, I was lying awake one night and kind of just pondering the, 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 the kind of the drop in the traffic and the drop in subscriber growth from um, taking the solo videos down. And if you follow me on Twitter, you, you'll probably see that uh, earlier this week I posted something just uh, kind of advertising my channel and saying this is the kind of stuff that I do. Uh, retweets very much appreciated, which is really, really out of character for me. It's not something that I have really done before. Um, but it, it came off the back of this this kind of train of thought that I was that I was on one night, uh, just thinking about how I can how I can kind of mobilise my my audience and my followers to just help kind of help me to grow my channel more because surely I mean I watch a lot of YouTube channels and I, I want them to be successful you know I, I kind of you have this this parasocial relationship with them and uh, you get kind of emotionally involved in how they're doing and all of that kind of stuff and you want to see them do well and also for kind of more selfish reasons because if they do well that means you know, maybe they've got more money coming in and they're, they're more highly motivated and they'll make more content and better content, which from a purely selfish point of view, um, benefits me as, as, as a viewer. And I think people are always happy to help out. And I know a lot of people in my community have always been happy to help out. And um, it's just kind of putting that forward in the right way and, and just kind of people giving, giving people a gentle reminder that... Um, you know, it would be nice if, if, if a few more people kind of watch my videos and, uh, you know, I'm certainly not in a position to complain. Um, but I do see a lot of videos out there with, uh, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of view on, views on them. And I think, well, they're not as good as my videos. <laughs> you know, why aren't all of these people watching my videos instead? Um, but there you go. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that, um, if you want to give me some feedback on that. I don't know whether to do... I don't know whether to do like a like a channel update, a state of the channel kind of uh, video. I used to do them years ago on my channel, and um, I, I kind of decided that they were too much of a distraction from the actual sort of content that I wanted to make, um, just kind of educating people on, on history and, and, and tinkering with stuff and, and that kind of uh, side of things. So I actually stopped doing those so I could concentrate more on, on what I would kind of describe as the actual content. But plenty of channels do do them, and of course people find them very interesting because they like to sort of hear behind the scenes and, and the kind of thought process that goes into these in, into these things. Um, you know, same reason people watch my second channel and, and sign up for my Patreon and and indeed listen to Reese Rambles because they like uh, they like to sort of hear the uh, the background behind the face behind the behind the face behind the channel. Um, so yeah, should I do a channel update video and should I use it as a, a kind of gentle reminder um, to persuade people to sort of 
help me out a little bit by, I don't know, in, in any way that they can. I mean, even just watching the videos is a big help because, um, you know, the, every single view on a video uh, is very much appreciated and all helps with the, uh, the almighty algorithm, so to speak. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to bother people, uh, but at the same time, I do feel like um, perhaps I'm wasting a, an opportunity maybe. So it'd be interesting to know people's thoughts on that. I hate to I hate to beg and I, I, I hate to uh, put out a video uh, with, with some kind of cryptic title like, oh, you know, I don't know, the serious thoughts about the future of the channel, you know, like oh, about the future of the channel and then like a, a, you know, picture of my face looking sad or whatever, implying that I'm going to give up and then no, saying, hey guys, sorry for the clickbait, but it was the only way I could get you to watch. By the way, make sure you all like and subscribe. You know, it's just, it's it's just really shitty when people do that. So yeah, um, working out a, a, an ethical and a nice way to go about that uh, kind of rallying cry or whatever it is. But actually, otherwise, I'm, I am actually happy with the way that things are going. And, you know, the, the, the solar decision didn't completely kill off my channel, which was which kind of a concern. And yeah, things things are still moving very much in the right direction. It's just it's just if there's an opportunity there, I think I'd like to take it. Um, I've just whacked the microphone there. I hope that didn't make a, a big awful noise. Um, and talking a bit more about my channel and a bit more about uh, kind of background um, stuff that's going on in the background. One thing I'm noticing, one thing that other than people kind of chasing me for the the solar content, um, I've had a couple of comments from people and. Um, even on my like on my Atari museum, uh, requesting Amiga-related content. And look, I have nothing against the Amiga. This is something I have discussed uh, in great detail in previous rambles. It's just not where my experience lies. Um, I did do I did do an Amiga video a, a long time ago as part of Amigathon, which was a big charity uh, Amiga stream thing, which I, I have talked about in, in rambles in the past. But uh, just very briefly, um, I had an Amiga 600 that was that was kind of donated to me. Had zero experience whatsoever with the Amiga, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do uh, a little video for this live stream um, of kind of uh, looking at the Amiga for for the very first time from the point of view of an Atari ST guy. And I've mentioned in the past that uh, that video did attract some some interesting comments. Um, mainly from people who hadn't even watched it um, and people who like to get angry about sort of 30, 40 year old computers. Um, but there you go, those people are always going to be out there. But that's not the reason why I don't cover the Amiga. Um, I think I think the reason is just that um, there are loads of channels out there covering it already. And I think, I think to be brutally honest, and this is, this is something that has come up in conversation this week uh, that I just kind of wanted to touch on. To be brutally honest, uh, I think there was a, there was a phase among retro computing YouTubers, when the Amiga was was kind of seen as a, a bit of a a bit of a shortcut, a bit of a a bit of a kind of a cheat code to get lots of views, because there's a huge audience for it, and they're quite a loyal audience who will watch any content um, kind of related to that that particular machine. And you know, I, if I did an Amiga video, um, it, it would get a lot of interest and it would get a lot of views. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's cheating. You know, obviously, if you're passionate about that and, um, you know, that, that's what you're interested in and that's what you want to cover as a YouTuber, then then knock yourself out. Go for it. You know, it's great to kind of get that content out there and, and kind of educate people and, and share your passion and stuff uh, in the same way that I do with my kind of Atari stuff and my, my kind of old PC stuff. Um, 
but yeah, I think um, it would be uh, it would be disingenuous of me to, uh, to 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 make Amiga videos just for the sake of uh, knowing that they'll do well and they'll be popular. And of course, they'll attract an audience that might not be kind of in, entirely invested in the kind of stuff that I cover. Or maybe it would be a good idea. I don't know. I'm sure I'll probably get comments from people telling me to uh, go for it. Although I will say on that note, um, I am going to kickstart this weekend, which is something I haven't talked about uh, publicly, but I can talk about it now because while you're listening to this, I will be there. Um, if you're not, uh, if you're not there, I presume. I presume if you are there, you're not going to listen to uh, my ramble while you're at the show. I'd like to think that you would uh, kind of be present in the moment and enjoy the show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Kickstart is uh, it, it's the first event of its type. Uh, it's being organised by a guy called Ravi, who's a good friend of mine, and um, he has uh, he has a lot of experience in organising big events. He, he's done like recruitment events for universities and that kind of stuff in the past. So very very kind of switched on and, and very kind of uh, up to speed in that world. And um, a very very passionate. Um, I know I keep saying very very, don't I? A very passionate. Uh, member of the Amiga community. You know, he's, he's done like a, an Amiga laptop project in the past, has his own YouTube channel. And looking at the stuff that he's organised, this thing is going to be absolutely amazing. You know, it's, it's a two-day event. He's got some really, uh, really good speakers from kind of the uh, the 80s and 90s game development scenes. Um, some, some really good um, kind of sellers and, and people showing stuff at the show. And uh, it, it, it's a two-day event, and it's sold out. There's also there's also uh, an after-party on the Saturday, which is a literal piss-up in a brewery. And it's a brave man who uh, who organises a piss-up in a brewery because uh, the old the old saying, of course. So uh, hopefully it's successful. Uh, with a big party, and uh, obviously like Hoffman and a couple of other DJs are playing as well. So that should be pretty cool. And yeah, I decided. I thought, you know, it's it's half an hour from me in Nottingham. It's the first of its kind. But I like Ravi. I get on really well with him, and you know, I want to I want to kind of support him and, and show my support for this thing. And I, I hope it uh, I hope it's successful, and I hope it leads to more kind of retro computing events in the UK, kind of of this scale and of this quality. So uh, really looking forward to that one. And there's a lot of people, a lot of friends that I've kind of made in the community as well that I'm going to be meeting this weekend. Uh, people I've met before and a few people that I'm going to be meeting for the first time. Uh, so that should be really interesting. I'm not sure... I don't really want to take my camera and everything. Apparently they are making an official video. So as part of the, the weekend, apparently they are hiring um, a, a proper... Uh, professional film crew to make an actual, I mean, they're, they're talking about releasing it on DVD and stuff as well, you know, a really yeah, sort of polished um, video of all of the talks and, and kind of summing up the weekend and that kind of stuff. And I can't really compete with that. But at the same time, I think that people might be interested in seeing my kind of experience of it and, um, you know, seeing maybe as someone who's kind of an outsider to to the Amiga community, um, just kind of how my, how my weekend uh, when you know, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it to be a really cool weekend. I don't want to take the camera and the tripod and the gimbal and the you know microphones and all that kind of stuff and lug that around with me all day. I'd quite I'd quite like to sort of enjoy the weekend and not be there as a YouTuber, uh, so to speak. But yeah, um, I, I might whip my phone out. I might get some uh, bits of video and, and, and just uh, cover some kind of bits and bobs. I did mention in the previous rumble uh, last week that um, I wanted to do when we go to America in, in, in later in the year um, that I wanted to do like the Musée Mechanique in, in San Francisco, which is like an old uh, pinball and, and me mechanical gaming museum. 
And that I wanted to do the the Pinball Museum in Vegas and, and maybe a few other things and try and sort of record that and put something together about that just using a very kind of minimalist filming setup. Uh, just use my phone. I've got a Pixel 6a. It takes amazing quality video and I could definitely do something uh, with that. So maybe this weekend would be an opportunity to kind of have a play with that setup and, and see what I can record on my phone. Um, maybe see if I can talk to a couple of people and, and just kind of do it in a very kind of ad hoc and very kind of informal way and, and see if I can pull something together afterwards. So, um, yeah, might be a thing, might be a thing, might not be a thing. This might be the last, the last you ever hear about it. But there you go. Uh, so I'm going to be at Kickstart and, uh, yeah, should be fun. Just booked my hotel today, which is very expensive. Um, but there you go. That's uh, that's Nottingham for you. And just on that whole topic of YouTube and, and all of that kind of stuff, I've also had a few conversations with people uh, this week about the algorithm, which uh, again is in air quotes. You can't see me doing those because this is a uh, predominantly audio offering. But uh, yeah, the algorithm and um, particularly people from from kind of much smaller channels. And one thing that I've noticed on my uh, on my homepage on YouTube is that uh, I am getting smaller channels pushed at me, which is, is fantastic. It's really good to see. I don't know if that's because I watch a lot of smaller channels because I have friends who make videos who have, you know, less than 500 subscribers or less than a thousand subscribers. And I, I watch all of their videos religi religiously. And perhaps YouTube thinks that that's a sign that um, I'm interested in smaller channels, which I am, you know, I, I am really big on kind of supporting people who are trying to get started because I know it's difficult. I've, I've been there myself very recently. But uh, it's quite quite cool to see um, on the YouTube homepage videos coming up that have got like 30 or 40 views, just like people playing with consoles. And I've had a few that have come through that have been like really, really good quality. And it's like, well, you know, cause someone's really putting the work in here and I really hope they go far. And, you know, to those people, I will leave a comment and I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up and I will watch the entire video because I know that that's the stuff that the algorithm is looking for. Um, and uh, that will kind of lead to it to push the video as well. Um, and I think they're, they're kind of the three things that it looks at. It's, it's the click-through rate, which is obviously is the thumbnail and are the thumbnail and the title good? Uh, are lots of people clicking on it? Um, it's um, retention, which is how much as a percentage of the video that uh, a typical viewer watches. So if you uh, if you watch a video and you particularly enjoy it, watch it all the way to the end because uh, that, that will help weight it uh, more highly as far as the algorithm is concerned. And interaction as well. People are always saying, oh, you know, uh, leave a like on this video and, and let us know your thoughts down in the comments. And that's a very deliberate decision on the, the kind of the part of YouTubers because they know that YouTube uh, sees that data as evidence of a good quality video and um, will, will help to push it further. And um, yeah, it, it kind of makes me, all, all of that said, um, it kind of makes me a, a bit sad when, when when people say, oh, the, you know, the algorithm's got it in for me. It's not, it's not recommending my videos to people because I've, I've gotten quite into uh, something called retention editing um, over the past six months or so. It's, it's something I've really kind of been studying and putting a lot of thought into. Um, and it's, it's just, a, I mean, this is something I talk about a lot, but um, just a way of, of structuring videos that uh, keeps people engaged. You know, you have to keep kind of keep the story advancing and keep kind of revealing things to them and not in a, oh, you know, keep watching till the end and we'll reveal this big yada yada. Because that's that's I mean, that's cheap, isn't it? But, um, you know, just uh, 
just just a way of kind of keeping people's attention and it doesn't have to be mr beast style with text flying around everywhere and loud noises and all of that rubbish um it's just uh i think there's a bit of a, a bit of an art to it and not wanting to blow my own trumpet so much um looking at some of my recent videos my retention graphs have, have been very very strong um which I think is a direct result of me kind of putting the work into that particular area of uh, of YouTube editing. Um, so it's good to kind of see see a return on on that effort. But um, yeah, I, I think some of these smaller channels that that complain that the algorithm isn't pushing their videos, um, they they don't they don't take the time to to study this stuff and to kind of study what um, what viewers look for in a video and, and kind of what keeps them engaged. Um, and that's something that I kind of. I, I like to share that knowledge with people, and that's why I talk about it quite a lot in these rambles. And if you talk to me on Discord or or in person, um, it's something that I'm very happy to sort of share with people um, because I want to help them out. And I, I, I do really want to sort of let people know how important this stuff is, um, you know, to, to YouTube if you want if you want your channel to be successful and you want it to grow. I don't think there's some grand con conspiracy. Uh, I don't think that smaller channels are being oppressed or anything like that. I think it's just a case of YouTube trying to determine what people actually want to watch and using the, the very limited uh, screen real estate that they have on the homepage to, uh, to push those videos to the right people. And um, I think as a creator, you have to do everything you can to, uh, to, to, you know, to, 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 to make those videos successful and to kind of tick all the right boxes um, as far as the, the system, as far as the algorithm is concerned. But that's something that I ramble on about quite a lot, and I'm sure you're all fed up of hearing it. Oh, one, one thing that uh, did come up in the, in the world of pro YouTube uh, this week, something that's coming soon that um, you, you have to keep an eye out for because it's quite interesting, is uh, A-B testing of thumbnails. So apparently people like Mr. Beast are already playing with this and it's going to trickle down to uh, the rest of us mere mortals at some point in the near future. And they're saying that uh, next year it will be a full-blown, a full, blown, full rollout, um, final release thing. So uh, it's going to be uh, beta access, um, you know, in, in the next few months of the year, uh, rolling out to various channels. So A-B testing of thumbnails. So basically, as a YouTuber, as a content creator, um, we can obviously add a thumbnail to a video really important part of marketing a video and trying to get people to click on it and this new feature means that we can upload up to three and we'll uh, you know we can create three thumbnails for a video no obligation we don't have to but um, it's an option that will be available to us and YouTube will try showing different different thumbnails to different people and eventually essentially eventually essentially uh, determine which is the kind of the most successful the most clickable one and it looks like from what I've seen from some of the stuff that Mr. Beast has been posting, um, it looks like you can actually target specific things like retention, um, you know, rather than just click-through rate and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, YouTube will show different thumbnails to different people and determine which is the most successful based on your criteria. And then it will push that one kind of more widely. I'm not sure whether it will um, kind of customize that per user. I know on Netflix, for example, um, Catherine and I watch Netflix on two different accounts. She watches a lot of uh, the, uh, the the true crime <laughs> murder type stuff. I watch, um, well, we generally use my, I don't really watch stuff on my account on my own. Um, it's generally for the stuff that we watch together. Um, a lot of that's kind of food related and I watch a lot of films and stuff like that. But one thing that you do notice looking at the two different accounts is that you get different thumbnails depending on 
which account you're logged in on for the, for the same content. And I think that's really interesting. And Netflix Netflix have, have spoken about this publicly in the past. And of course, the reason they do that is because different people have different preferences when it comes to thumbnails and what they'll click on. And it would be really cool if YouTube did that as well. You know, if you're the kind of person, I, I could upload three, three thumbnails on a video and one of them could have a big picture of my face on it. Uh, one of them could have a very simple version um, with just kind of one item in question, which is, is kind of what I've been kind of pushing towards with my more recent videos. Um, and I could have a third version that's just a load of clutter and literally everything I mentioned in the video, you know, really bright in your face, um, lots of stuff on there. And YouTube could say, right, okay, so this user clicks on lots of thumbnails with faces on. So we'll show them the face thumbnail. Um, and this, you know, this user likes quite minimalistic thumbnails. So we'll show them the uh, the more minimalistic thumbnail and, and so on. You know, this person likes really bright in your face, colorful thumbnails. So we'll show them the, the really bright in your face, uh, colorful one. I don't think it's going to be that clever. I think it's probably going to be random, um, which would be a bit of a shame, would be a bit of a missed opportunity. Um, but speaking as someone who works in the world of software development and web development, uh, I, d I do appreciate how much, um, you know, massively more complicated it would be <laughs> for, for their algorithm to also have to decide the right thumbnail for the right viewer. But if, if it increases, um, you know, their retention on the, on the site and their ad, ad revenue and all that side of uh, the financial side of things for YouTube, maybe worth the extra overhead and the worth, worth the extra effort. So uh, who knows? But um, should be an interesting thing. And it's something that I'm going to be taking advantage of. Um, on my latest uh, Atari Museum video, I was I was planning on making sort of different versions of the thumbnail and, and kind of swapping them out occasionally. All, all the big channels do it. Um, but it's very much a manual process at the moment. But as it happens, um, that one has actually had a really strong click-through rate, the one with uh, with Kermit the Robot. Um, I, think it's, I think it's actually a really good thumbnail. Um, I might have, by the time you listen to this, I might have come up with uh, some alternatives and maybe tried those out if you've spotted any different ones. So, um, yeah, something I, I would definitely be having a play with uh, as soon as it becomes available on my channel. But there you go. Uh, that's uh, pretty much all I wanted to talk about in uh, this week's ramble. So I may catch you this weekend at Kickstart if you're there, if you're an Amiga person, or you're probably listening to this after rather than, uh, like I say, at the event. Um, so yeah, if you did meet me in person, I hope I wasn't too weird. Um, seems unlikely, but you never know. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, I hope you're having a wonderful weekend and I shall leave you to it. Oh, and of course, as always, don't forget to subscribe to Control Alt Reese and do all that other stuff. Do all the other stuff as well. That's, that's my extra ask for this week. Okay, that's enough for now. Bye.